You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 164. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 164. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. All right, coming to you from sunny Southern California. Live from sunny Southern California. It's <laughs> not 42 in the year. <laughs> Not for the dude, <laughs> Not for the two. <laughs> I said it. Like, yeah, why'd you say it like Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't know. <laughs> Nine for the two. Nine. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Run! Go! Get to the chopper! Oh my gosh, that's uh, awful. Well, what's up, babe? How are you? I'm hot as fuck. It's warm over here. We're both doing our podcast in our underwear. Yep. And it's called the uh, Skivvy episode. <laughs> and this is probably going to be consistent through. What do you think? Maybe November. It might cool off. Yeah, somewhere in there. Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know. This is California problems. Right. Big time. Big time. So we have. A brand new topic for you today. That was actually a listener submission. Ooh. And this particular listener happens to be a past student of mine. So a audience member? It was a audience member turned student. Turned student. Turned student. And student. Teachers and student. Teachers and student. Teachers and students. Teachers and students. Teachers and students. Oh my goodness. And so she wanted to know. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Basically, when mm. ma- making decisions are really challenging for you and you're always second-guessing yourself and all of those things. And I thought, wow, this Interesting. is a really good one. That's good, yeah. But speaking of audience members, I actually have a huge favor to ask of all of you. And it may involve... It, it involves just like a few minutes of your time, if that... And you could potentially win a huge prize pack from me. So I'm really excited about this. Prize pack? A prize pack. A prize pack. And all I need you to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash demo, D-E-M-O. And what I am doing is I'm trying to gather as much information about you, my audience members, that I can so that I can serve you better. And I need to get the demographics. So I, it's a, it's a very short 10 question, uh, survey that it just involves like your ethnicity and your age and your location and stuff like that. So if you are up for it, I would be so, so, so appreciative. And you can also do it. it sh- you should be able to do it on your mobile device as well. You just okay. go to the joyjunkie.com slash demo D E M O. And you'll see the prize pack that I will be raffling off. So mm. I'm going to leave it open for for a week or two. I can't remember the specific date, but I know towards the end of August, I will be picking a a winner at random 
uh, from all of the people who have supplied survey responses. So I really appreciate it. It makes it so that I can cater to people better. Like if overwhelmingly everyone has children, that'd be good for me to know. Or if overwhelmingly (laughs) everyone's white or everyone's not white. Or, you know, diversity is really important to me. And I just want to be able to, to... know you and you know a shit ton about me so i would like to get to know you just a little bit better so i'd really appreciate uh just uh, literally a few minutes it should be quite quick it's just a quick click and um yeah so that's all i've got to say about that and we are going to jump into a really cool again listener submission as i said but i definitely want to give you a little air time mr smith all right well Today's took a lot of thought. Today's what now? Today's... Would you rather... Would you rather... Today's would you rather is... All right, you only have a spoon. Okay. Would you rather fight off a polar bear or a 10-foot venomous snake? Whoa. Just a spoon. I feel like you've you've really upped the ante here with like a new I gave it some thought. A new level. I of, gave it some thought. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. A polar bear? Uh-huh. I have a spoon? A spoon. Like just a regular eating spoon? Good old fashioned like, stainless steel spoon. But not like it's It has a, no special power. It's not a serving spoon. <laughs> My god. It's not a ladle. A fucking spoon. A fucking <laughs> tablespoon. A fucking black magic marker. A magic marker. A, a felt pen. A fucking black magic marker. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, if you did not know this, I have started to include clips from all of the little things that we splice in into our show so that you can all be on the in, in on the inside joke and, and watch all the different movies oh, and sna- sketches nice. that, cool. that we quote Snatches. ad nauseum. Snetches. <laughs> so if you go to, for like for instance, for this episode, thejoyjunkie.com slash 164, you'll see all the clips that were referenced. We show just, notes. <laughs> show notes. All right. Okay. So, sorry. It's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, actually, it's your turn. Oh. Polar bear or how big is the snake? Ten foot. Ten feet. But how thick is it? It's a fucking snake. I know, but some of them are no joke. They're like the size of It's a venomous like, snake. And oh, you have a spoon. It's a Go. <laughs> Go. Well, I feel like there's just no chance with a polar bear. It would be like, what, what, what are you even? Right. A, yeah, I'm going to have to say the snake, I think. Me too. And here's my thought. Okay. You could take the spoon and stick it in the snake's mouth. And it couldn't bite you, right? You could like put it in wedge there, it in. wedge it in somehow. But with a polar bear, you could do that, and they still got claws. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the polar bear is probably going to break the spoon. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Like, and it's a bigger beast. I feel like it would laugh at me. Yeah, it'd be like tink, <laughs> you know, and just break it in half and be like, next. Oh my god. You next. Wow. So I'm going to go with Venomous Snake. You are. Just because I think you could manage a 10-foot snake a little bit better. There's only, you know, you have a business end <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> but you got three business ends on a polar bear. You're right. Touche. Touche. Yeah. Well, if you want to let us know what you would rather, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Joy Junkie. I would love to hear from you. So many ways to get in contact with you. I mean, I'm extremely accessible. You really are. Unless my assistant is responding to my emails. 
<laughs> Ew. Ew. Yikes. I'm too controlling to let her do that, by the way. Right. Uh, so, okay. So, let's talk about what to do when you don't know what to do. What do I do? So, I received a listener submission. And, by the way, we are always taking listener submission topic ideas. So, if you are over at thejoyjunkie.com already to complete your survey, which I so, so appreciate... You can also click on the podcast and there's a place to submit a show topic. So if there's something you've really wanted us to address on the show, as long as it's pertinent and relevant to what we normally talk about, I would love to hear it from you. Always check those out first prior to creating agendas for the show. So this particular student wrote in and was really talking about a a consistent predicament that she has in her life around making choices and always second guessing what she has decided in the particular decision at hand has been around a degree program in podiatry. So she said she chose this path because it was a def- she wanted a defined career path in a role that was worthwhile to her and it also helped that the course was fully subsidized which is uh, she's actually in a different country. So for for a while she says I was stuck between podiatry and environmental si- science but opted for the safety of podiatry. So she says, you know, she's really not sure. She really, really does not like the school and a lot of the staff, but the course is actually interesting and she does feel like it's pretty, it's a consistent career path. So anyway, she's saying, I feel like time's slipping away and I've consistently been like this since I was 15. Am I just a commitment phobe? I feel like a quitter. I've already quit one university, or I love when they say uni. Um, Mm. course eight years ago when they say (laughs) when people out of the US I've said to myself you 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 just commit to it just commit to it and I instantly uh, resist that idea so I thought here's here is a classic case of having to make some very pivotal life decisions and feeling like the cost is so huge like the stakes are so high because that's what we do is we take our immediate circumstance and whatever that decision is in that moment we make it like life and death like the stakes are so high if i make Mm -hmm. the wrong choice i could never bounce back i could never recover so i want to go through a handful of things i have about six different ideas for navigating that sticky place of of I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I'm definitely going to address what this listener has has written in about, but I want to make it a broader scheme for those of you out there who are caught in, in a similar situation where it's decision time mm-hmm. and you're so afraid of making the wrong decision. And I used to be like this a lot, and I would obsess about the actual decision instead of really looking at all of the other factors that I really already knew. So I'm going to start with some of that. So the first, because you get stuck in this I don't know place, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But the first thing that I want you to do if you're just like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know if I want kids. I don't know if I should move across the country. I don't know if I should leave this job. When there's some sort of decision to be made that you feel is sort of urgent, start with all of the things that you do know. Because that I don't know mentality 
it's kind of a loop. You don't ever get out of it if you keep telling yourself, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You just get stuck there and you get stuck in indecision. So start with, here are all of the things that I do know. So for instance, Mm, if we're taking mm. this listener's submission, she could say, okay, here's what I do know. I know that I do not like this establishment. I do not like the staff. Uh, what I do know is I really love, you know, the medical field or I love uh, environmental studies or whatever, you know, she's talking about. I do know that I love to work with other people. I really don't want to be isolated by myself. I want to work in teams. I know that I want a nine to five. I know that I do not want to be my own employer. I know that I want weekends free. I know that I want bank holidays off. Like, what is it that you already know? Because we start the opposite way a lot of times. We'll start going, what career do I need? Instead of looking at what is the actual life that you want. And I found myself in this situation many years ago when I was transitioning from makeup artistry into personal development. And I had a really great company that I was working for. So I figured, you know, if I'm going to leave this company and go start my own business or have this next major chapter, I want it to be for something that I really, truly want. I don't want to just jump ship just because I'm bored or throw away a really amazing company that I work for just for the fuck of it, right? Yeah. I want it to be the next major chapter. But I didn't know what I wanted. And for probably a good two to three years, on my goals for the year was to solidify an occupational path. I mean, it took me a few years because I didn't know... I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to, I tried coaching and then wasn't sure about coaching and then tried some art and creativity for healing stuff. I finished my degree. I played around with a bunch of things. But then I started taking an inventory of what is it that I do know and I and I already know that I do not want. What it, let me rephrase that. What is it that I do know I want and what I know I do not want? And because there was quite a few things. There was, I know I don't want to be involved in sales. I know that I absolutely have to be in front (laughs) of people delivering information. I need to be teaching or educating in some way. And I don't want it to be about makeup artistry anymore, but I definitely want to be in front of people. I want to be my own boss. That's what I determined. I knew that I needed an element of creativity that I could not be in a business that was void of a creative element, you know. I knew that I wanted to call the shots on my schedule. So I started compiling all this criterion to kind of go, okay, here's what I do and don't want instead of starting the opposite way. And then what happened through through this lifestyle that was on my radar, I started noticing opportunities that would fit that. And I kind of went, oh, okay, so that career would go into that. Oh, okay, that career would not work because I don't want to I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Or you know, when I could I could start to kind of do a process of elimination. And that's when coaching came back on my radar later and it fit sort of what I already knew I wanted. But we usually go the opposite way and go Okay, I need to make a career happen now. I need to figure this out now. I need to, and there's this urgency, and there's not even a focus on the life you want, the components you want. Like, we don't even stop to think about 
is driving, you know, is commuting, is that like a hell no or is that a hell yes because I can learn, I can listen to the podcast yeah. or I can learn a language while I'm driving or that's my downtime or whatever. You know, what are those elements of occupation that you love or don't love? But outside of occupation, it can be whatever situation, right? Right. Like on that, a broader level. That's exactly right. Yeah. So for instance, a lot of times it's not what we want that's misaligned, it's our method that's misaligned. So what I mean by that is we've talked a lot about having uh, similar goals in in fitness. Like we, we'll have fitness goals, right? But the method that we want to attain them through is very different. I want to always, for the most part, work out at home. I love that. Yeah. Your method to achieve that goal would be going to the gym, hiring a trainer. You have very thing, specific things that you are motivated by. Right. So your method might not work for me. My method might not work for you. But the end all, be all goal is the same. Right. So figuring out what you actually want has a lot to do with figuring out what methods work for you. Gotcha. So for instance, you might have been seeing that starting your own business has to look a specific way. You have to do an online business. You have to do this. You have to do that. And, da, 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 da. and you go, fuck, I don't want that. Well, maybe just that method is off. Maybe you do want to own your own business, but you want a brick and mortar. You want people to come into your shop. You want to connect with people in real life. Or you think, okay, well, if I do that job or start that business, then I have to do network marketing. I have to go to networking events. No, maybe, maybe the method is off. Maybe your networking is all digital, not online. So sometimes it's about figuring out, okay, if I could study podiatry and if I could create a career that fueled me in with this expertise, with this uh, graduate degree, could I fit those, all those components that I want into that end result? Got it, yeah. But we usually don't do that. I start with fitting this fork in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I start. It's my fitness goal. And that is why we are focused on our <laughs> diet and exercise right now. Both of us. <laughs> so the second thing, again, because we start creating goals, like whether it is uh, what we want for our body or what we, excuse me, what we want for our career path or marital status or all of those things are usually fueled by something else other than our own personal fulfillment, Mm. right? It's that your family said, well, you should be married by this age. And you're like, I kind of like being single. Or when you really stop and think about it, you're like, well, I I don't know if I'm dying for a partner as much as my mom is dying for grandkids, you know, mm-hmm. or so, so when then you, sometimes when you step back, you realize, oh my gosh, the only reason I was really, really pursuing this was because it was somebody else's mission or dream or messaging that they were fueling in my mind this whole time. Or maybe it's a boss who really wants you to relocate because that would make them look really favorable to the big bosses. Mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. going, oh my gosh, well, it would look really good to them, but it's not really what I want. It would cost me a lot to move. It would be hard on my family. So you have to start getting recentered into, is this motivated, is this decision motivated by what you really want? Is it something that 
you, it's about your personal fulfillment or is it making other people happy? Uh-huh. Because that is huge. Yeah. So what are the mo- ask yourself what are the motivating factors in your decision? And are those motivating factors truly about you and in service of you, in service of your fulfillment? Or is it about making your boss happy, making your husband happy, making the kids happy, making, you know, what mom and dad want? I had somebody going through that recently. They um, they wanted their MBA. Yeah. And I said, what is it about an MBA, like, you know, that's really driving you? Oh, well, I can make a lot more money. I said, okay, well, how much more money can you make with an MBA? And he's like, oh, well, at my particular job, I can make about, you know, $15,000, $20,000 more a year. I'm like, how much is this MBA going to cost you? And they were like, 64000 Jesus. Yeah. And I said, now, take a look at that for a second here. You're spending 64000 to make 15000 more a year. Like, that's right. going to take you four years. Just to break even. Just to break even. That's not accounting years. interest. Right, right. On the loan. So if your motivation is to make more money, you're probably better off not getting it. And investing or and doing yeah, something. Yeah, doing something else with that money. Right. So, yeah, like what is your motivating factor and then what is really driving it? Well, and I love that you said that too because there are – there's a lot of times when we're choosing between various decisions because we have made up – what we think that decision will give us, right? right? So we're thinking like, do I marry this person? Do I not marry this person? Well, if I married, that will give me fill in the blank. Like we think, oh, well then I'll be happy or then I can have kids or then we'll work on it or we make up, it'll give us certain things. Mm -hmm. Or if I don't marry him, then... What if no one else comes along? What if da da da? You know, and we we make up that reality too. Right. And most of the time, they're they're both not true. Yeah. It's all speculative. It's all a jumping to conclusion, and it it's all based off of shit that's not tangible. Like we, you know, you can't say for sure that that marriage is going to last forever or that you're for sure going to be able to have a baby or moving to this new country is going to be amazing versus staying here is going to be horrible. Like you just don't know. Some of it is just speculative. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's a piece of our biggest problem is we want to know all of the answers right now. We want to know, okay, if I marry this person or if I stay in this marriage, let's say a decision like that, that it's going to work out and we're going to be sublimely happy. Or if I leave, that that's going to be the best choice and then I'm going to be sublimely happy. Nobody can guarantee that. So we just don't know the end result and our demise is trying to calculate it. Is that why you get stuck in I don't know? Not necessarily. I think that's where we get stuck in these are my only options because we only see what's exactly in front of us. So we think I either stay in this marriage or I'm single forever. Right. Because we can't see who could potentially be down the road. Right. Or it's, it's I either stay in this job or I leave this job and I have no idea what I'm going to fucking so it's get. It's all risk assessment. It's risk. Right. Because for most of us, that's why we stay in shitty jobs or we stay in shitty relationships because we know how to stay unhappy. We At least we can see this. It's all familiar. Yeah. Versus the risk involved in faith. 
mm-hmm. that a, something you can create a better relationship or you can create a better job or occupational path for yourself. Yeah, it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. scary. We know how to to wallow. Even even this listener writing in, she knows how to be in indecision. As uncomfortable as it is, this is a familiar territory that she was mm-hmm. talking about since she was 15 years old. You know how to be paralyzed by indecision. So even though it's uncomfortable, it's familiar. And so we'll stay there. Same way, even though a marriage is uncomfortable <coughs> and we don't like it, <coughs> it's familiar. So we'll stay there. So there can be a lot more happiness if you actually take some risk, if you let go of that how. But that's a challenge. It, it's involves, it involves faith. Yeah. So the second thing that I wanted to, or the third thing rather, that I wanted to talk about is if you're real if you have determined that some of those motivating factors really are about you like it is you know i can either stay here and i have some great opportunities for work here or i can move to another country and there might there's some really great opportunities there and they're all based off of something that they could potentially be fulfilling for you it's not pressure from the shoulds or the family or anything like that right it's Two decisions that are motivated by your personal fulfillment. If you have that, then what you want to start thinking about is when you think about the end result of either of these two things, does the end result thrill you? So I'll give you a couple of examples. So for me, writing a book is painful for me. It's hard work. It's not exciting for me at all. But the end result of having a book and being able to touch so many people's lives and have that exposure, I love that end result. So the hard work in the interim is worth it. Mm -hmm. So if you think about a degree like that Uh and you think about, okay, the end result of what it will mean to me to attain a degree Right. And to have that under my belt or to even follow through something to completion or have a higher level of education, that might be really important to them, that it's worth going into debt. Well, that's that's a different thing than what he was saying. Right. He was saying he wanted to make more money. Right. Right. And not this is just a personal goal. Right. Right. So that's the that's the driving factor that I was leaning into. And that's also in what do you make it mean? Right. What do you make it mean that attainment of this will be? And sometimes it's very factual. Like, okay, with this degree, you are looking at entry level at a hundred thousand dollars. Or you're you know, sometimes we can look at the market and see. And so your rationale is based off of facts. Most of the time our rationale is not based off of facts. Our rationale is based off of what we think getting a husband will create in our life or what we think having a baby will create in our life or what we think moving across country will create. Sometimes it's very factual. Most of the time it's not. So in this situation, I'm talking about if you're embarking on something that's going to take a significant amount of work, like it would take a lot of work to move across country or to another country. Yeah. Or... You know, so sometimes what we want, like a degree, there's a shit ton of hard work before you get to the fruition, before you get to enjoying the fruits of your labor. So one of the ways to look at that, especially if you're digging into two two options that include work, (laughs) like deciding on a degree, 
when you attain that or when you attain the job that's highly likely that you've done your research on at the end of that journey, are you thrilled about that result? Are you thrilled about that occupation? Are you thrilled about that end result? Right? Right. But but didn't we say to not focus on the end result or that we done, the end result was unknown? No, I'm talking, this is about if you have a decision to be made, necess- like about do I do this or do I do that? Okay, okay. And sometimes, like you were saying, sometimes we don't know. You know, like we don't know, for instance, um, like it, it, moving is a really good one because you kind of don't know. I mean, you can do the research as best as you can, but you might get there and be really unhappy because it's hard to make friends. Right. And you you thought you could get involved in this. Or, I mean, we're, we have a situation like that right now. Yeah. We're looking to move to North Carolina. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can get involved in poetry slams and I can get involved in community theater and there's ways to make friends. And so I can see a vehicle for that. Well, we could get out there and have a hell of a time making friends and not... I seriously, I doubt, seriously doubt it, too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's a curveball. We're kind of cool people. We're the coolest people we know. <laughs> and humble. Yes. But you can have a situation like that that arises where you're like, I didn't count on this happening. Like, right. whoa, I thought this was going to be easy. So what I'm saying is, like, if you're looking at things that you can forecast and you can do your due diligence. Like, for instance, this person, you know, writing in, she can look at what fields in environmental science look like, what's the going rate for entry-level environmental science, and she can look at podiatry and what's entry rate and what does that look like if I were to go down this path. What's the And, and that's important. I think when you, anytime you're expending major amounts of money into something, and yeah, like yeah. it needs to be about, is this something I truly, truly want for me? And is the end result something I want for me? Right. Now, a decision in, as it relates to personal relationships, like am should I stay in this relationship or should I not? That is a situation where you have to let go of the end result. The end result. Because there isn't one. Gotcha. The end result is, am I happier free from this relationship or tethered to this relationship. Got it. That's the all the only end result you need to decipher right now. I see. Because we try to start looking at the the fore, forecasting that future down the road and all you got to decide right now is are you happy or are you not happy in this relationship and is it something that you can you you both of you can work on or not. Yeah. So okay. does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. All right, so I'm checking checking off my little list here, and okay. So as it goes, as it pertains to the I don't know, this is just a mental shift because again, a lot of times we get stuck in that spiral of, oh, I just don't know how to start my own business. Well, I just I I wouldn't know the first thing to start moving across country. I wouldn't know the first thing about going back to school. I I I have no idea if I should stay in this marriage or not. Like, the first thing you have got to start doing is changing I don't know to I will figure it out because when you keep telling yourself I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know it's a vortex it's a spiral it's a loop and you never figure out the answer because you're stuck in telling yourself that you don't yeah no and I've done the same thing in teaching myself stuff about you know building my website or doing things like that I'm like I don't even know the first thing about that and I'm like but 
you're going to find out. You're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. So that's one of the best things that you can start telling yourself as it pertains to self-talk. It's a great tool. Throughout your decision Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. making process. The other thing that I really wanted to underline is that sometimes quitting is the best move. So I think we get sucked into this idea of being a quitter, being bad. And I think there's times when you quit a marriage because it's fucking abusive or it's horrible and you both are way better separated. I think there's times when you need to quit a job because it is no longer fueling your spirit. And I I really kind of had to grapple with that when I left makeup artistry because I was really climbing up a corporate ladder and I had a lot of things that I, quote, should have been happy with. And... And I wasn't. It wasn't fueling my my spirit. And when I started looking at the trajectory of where I was going, like if I continue on this path, if I keep climbing up the ladder, is that an end result that thrills me? And I was going, no, that's all (laughs) about, well, look how far you've come. You should keep going. And I'm like, I'm just, and I was, remember that? I was miserable. You're miserable, yeah. So I was going, here's an opportunity to quit when quitting is really, really in service of me. So don't be a fucking hero and try to like muscle through a relationship that you hate or a job you hate all because of this notion of I can't quit. Why? Who said that? Somebody who's probably miserable. (laughs) Right. So four letter word, quit. And I've even said before, like, I think a lot of people need starter marriages for this reason. Yeah. Because people, nobody teaches you how to be in a fucking relationship until you get in one and then you make a mess out of it and then you learn a bunch of lessons and then you can go into a relationship. You know what I mean? Right. I just don't think we're set up to win in that way. You know? I also think it's dumb to go to college right out of high school. Well, you don't know what the fuck you want. Why not work and figure it out a little bit before you spend thousands and thousands of dollars and have to de- declare bankruptcy because you <laughs> or still have to pay on student loans when you don't know what you want and you don't use your degree. Most people don't even use the, your their degree. Yeah. Who knows what they want when they're 21? True. Come on now. So anyway, don't get me started on on all of that. But just know that sometimes quitting is the best move and there's no shame in that. And that can be the most freeing, liberating, self-loving thing you can do for yourself. And then finally, if all else fails, when you just don't know what to do, make a decision. Sometimes the intermediate of that kind of uh, limbo place of, should I stay? Should I go? Yeah. Should I move? Should I not? Should I take this job? Should I not? Should I do this program or that program. That in-between place, that limbo, is oftentimes what's causing you so much chaos and uncomfortability. So So some, some, And I'm guilty of this myself because I will pick apart and pros and cons something till like the cows come home, run it by all my friends and family. That's why we don't shop together. Exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) As my friend likes to tell me, you give everything a chance when you shop. (laughs) You give everything a chance. Sometimes you just need to pass by shit. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I know. But then you're too hasty. Yes. You're too hasty. This so, is true. So we're, we're good together. Where I'm like, honey, you do need to read a label. You, <laughs> I do, read label. you do need to read a I label. Just, I go into the store and know what I need. 
Mm-hmm. I go in and go, bup, 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 bup. I've got my map. I'm done. Yes. All right. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Because I read labels. I'm all about reading labels. I guess I should say you don't pay it. You've gotten a lot better. But I used to be like, hey, can you pick this up for me? And you would oh, just right. haphazardly grab whatever. Right, and I'm like, no, right. no, 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 no. I need that. This. <laughs> I need a very specific. So now thing. I give you the picture and the rundown. <laughs> Make sure it's this. Make it sure works it's so much better. Oh, You're my right. God. And now, and then you'll send me a picture like, is this the right one? So we've learned to navigate that over time. Yes, we have. All right. So final step is make a decision and know this is what you really need to know. That you are doing the best you can with the information you have at the time. You might enter into studying environmental sciences and fucking hate it. You didn't know that when you started off. You had all life is is a bunch of experiments and then you start figuring out what you do and don't like. That's why people go back to school when they're in their 50s and 60s because they're like, fuck, I hate this for what I'm doing or I want to study something else. So you don't know any other information except for what you have right now that you can't you're not a superhuman you can't materialize the future and see exactly how it's going to pan out if you move across country or if you get this divorce you don't know you have to pay attention to what you have right now and a lot of times that is uh your intuition especially when it comes to relationships there's usually that piece of you that's like i can't see myself in this relationship for another five years yeah and be you know Mm -hmm. that it's not right it's not fair or this job this is at at my core i know i'm staying for the steady paycheck okay great now that you know that you know what's motivating you what would it look like if you were actually motivated by personal fulfillment doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have to quit the job right away but start for god's sake start pursuing that fulfillment start researching looking at what you might want to do yeah so that is my final piece of advice is sometimes you just have to make that choice knowing that you did the best you can with the information you had at the time. And whatever decision you make is pivotal in your learning. It's pivotal in your growth and your development. So even if you make a poor choice in a relationship or even if you make a poor choice about moving or taking a job or terminating a friendship or anything like that <laughs> that's going to teach you something massive i've made so just to- make the leap is what you're saying like well, make a decision if all else fails right we're so afraid of what if something bad happens if something bad happens you're going to learn a fucking lesson a huge lesson we don't learn lessons when things are amazing we learn lessons when shit hits the fan when we're uncomfortable and when we have to pull our head out of our ass and make some sense of what's happening in our life. That's when we grow. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest growth opportunities that I had was when I was fired, escorted off the premises of a a makeup school I was working for. This was probably... This is approaching 20 years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. (laughs) This is like at least 15 years ago. Yeah. Jesus. I'm like thinking of taking this back. But yeah, I had... I had made some really poor decisions and uh, betrayed some confidences. But that lesson, you know, at the time, it seemed horrible. 
And I was unemployed for a while, but that's what led me into my next major chapter working as a makeup artist where I learned so much. But at the time, it felt like, what am I going to do? This is horrible. This is horrible. This is horrible. But it taught me so much about who I wanted to be in business, who I wanted to be as a friend, who I wanted to be as a professional. That tumult and challenging time taught me a shit ton about the woman that I wanted to be. So just know that a lot of times our poor decisions teach us so much about what we do want. We, they're imperative. You just have to use them. Yeah. They're imperative. So just know, yes, you just have to use them. All right. So I think that's just about it. And again, I would, uh, oh, you know what? If you want more on on this sort of thing, I haven't mentioned this for a while, but if you cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash 164, you will see a spot to grab my free workbook uh, that's called Stand Up For Yourself Without Being a Dick. And it has a lot of different tools and I methods. I love that title. That can help you with with stuff like this, like truly being motivated. There's a whole section in there about being choosing your motivation and motivating yourself from a place of what you really want instead of what everybody else wants. Mm-hmm. So you can find that uh, on the show notes page. You can also find it at um, thejoyjunkie.com slash free. It's an easy place to find it. But uh, while you're there, again, I would really, really appreciate it if you would take just a few minutes, if that, to fill out the my demographics survey. And that is just at thejoyjunkie.com slash demo. And I can get to know you a little better. <laughs> so is there anything else you wanted to add, baby? No. That was great. Great topic. Cool. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for your submission. I really appreciate that. And uh, I will see you guys around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.